Welcome to the Joy Joya podcast, where jewelry is joy and everyone is encouraged to add more polish and sparkle to the world with topics ranging from marketing tips to business development, best practices and beyond. This is the go-to podcast for ambitious jewelry industry dreamers like you. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worsiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and professionals so they can thrive while adding more beauty to the world. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. As we all know, jewelry is joy, so I'll gladly seize any opportunity to talk about it. This is episode 221, and today I'll be sharing a fun interview to wrap up 2022, something that you can hopefully enjoy and that will inspire you for the year ahead. My guest today is a pioneer in virtual jewelry, and she and her sister are the co-founders of a business that sells virtual, precious, and sustainable wearable fashion you can wear digitally. I'll be sharing more about my guest in just a little bit, but here's a preview of what we'll be discussing. What are some of the challenges and opportunities in virtual jewelry today? How can indie designers start exploring the possibilities of designing for the metaverse? What's fidgetal jewelry? Why should traditional jewelry brands consider a jump into the metaverse? And what are some strategic ways that they can get started? and more. But before we get to the solid gold of this episode, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that this podcast has both an audio and video component, so you can either listen on your favorite podcast platform or watch on YouTube by searching Joy Joya. I love creating this content as my act of service to you, my awesome listeners and viewers, and you can support the podcast for free by taking the time not only to subscribe, but also to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other jewelry dreamers find it too. In this segment of the podcast, I give out my Sparkle Award for the week. During this segment, I highlight a jewelry brand that's impressing me with their marketing. The Sparkle Award is also interactive, so you can visit sparkleaward.com to nominate a jewelry brand that's inspiring you these days, and I might feature your submission on a future podcast episode. This week's Sparkle Award goes to Majori for their creativity and brand collaborations and their willingness to experiment with new and innovative marketing tactics. I recently received an email campaign about their new collab with Piecework, which is an up-and-coming puzzle company that caters to millennials and Gen Z. They say their puzzles are an antidote to obsessive work culture and an addiction to screens. Through this new collaboration between Majori and Piecework, the two brands created an exclusive 1,000-piece puzzle called the Golden Hour Puzzle, which features a fun and colorful flat-lay photo of Majori jewelry. It's just another way to get customers to interact with the brand in a playful way, and it also provides, of course, cross-promotional exposure for customers of both brands. The other thing I think is super fun about this collab is that there's a golden ticket hidden inside 20 of the puzzle boxes. So 20 lucky customers will get a surprise serpentine necklace worth $500. 
How cool would it be to open a puzzle and discover a necklace that you weren't expecting just for you? I love this idea and it definitely achieves the purpose of surprising and delighting customers. As I mentioned, you can visit sparkleaward.com to nominate a jewelry brand that's inspiring you these days, and I might feature your submission on a future podcast episode. Let's discuss some recent news related to jewelry or marketing. Each week, I share my thoughts about three relevant articles, and you can get the links to the articles by checking out the show notes. So my first article comes from the official Instagram blog, and it's called Announcing New Instagram Content Scheduling. So Instagram recently let everyone know that they released a new in-app tool It allows you to schedule reels, photos, and carousel posts up to 75 days in advance. This may not be super helpful right now since you've likely already created and posted the bulk of your holiday-related social media content, but this could definitely benefit you in the new year, especially around busy gifting holidays like Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. So if you want to practice or get started scheduling your posts right in the Instagram app, all you have to do is tap the create button, select your content type, whether it's a reel or a regular post, etc. Then you're going to tap advanced settings and then tap schedule, which will enable you, you to set a date and time in the future up to 75 days in advance. At this time, while they're still developing it and working out the kinks, features like product tagging, collaborative posts, cross-posting to Facebook, sponsored posts, and fundraisers won't be able to appear on these scheduled posts or reels, but you can go back, edit posts, change content, reschedule content. It's a really great way to get ahead of your social media schedule, especially if you don't already use another third-party tool like Later or something similar. So my main takeaway from this is it actually seems like a useful feature introduced by Instagram. I'll definitely be taking advantage of it occasionally for my own business, and I'll definitely be mentioning it to clients, especially those, like I mentioned, that aren't using third-party scheduling tools. I think during busy times of year, it could be a really great way to post or to schedule reels, especially ahead of time. So the next article comes from searchengineland.com and it's called how to improve EAT, E-A-T, for websites and entities. So Search Engine Land recently shared this article about EAT and the role it plays in search engine ranking. I know that you have Christmas cookies on your mind, but EAT has nothing to do with eating sweets and treats during the holiday season. It's actually an acronym that stands for expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. So Google, people who work at Google admit that the company assesses these three characteristics, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness when Google's deciding how to rank a website in search results. So taking EAT into consideration especially helps Google ensure that it's delivering trustworthy and reliable content, basically not fake news. It's important to know that EAT influences search engine rankings, but it's not necessarily, or it is not, a ranking factor for Google search. 
So if you create content for your website, like blog posts or other special guides on your website, you'll want to pay attention to how you can boost your eat to help you rank even better in Google search results. So here are some tips. Make sure you're creating content like blog posts and other website content that demonstrates you have an expertise in your area or niche. Collaborate with other recognized people in your area, including influencers or maybe other experts in the field. Use simple, easy to understand terms instead of jargon. Avoid superficial or thin content and instead try to go deep. See what your competitors aren't talking about and then fill those content gaps. Make sure you're always linking to authoritative sources when you're when you're sourcing something or quoting something in an article or blog post. Encourage your satisfied customers and fans to share their positive experiences and reviews. So my main takeaway is if ranking in Google search plays an important role in your digital marketing strategy, then you'll definitely want to focus on boosting your expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness in the new year. And then the last article comes from JCK, and it's called Permanent Jewelry Continues to Evolve with More Styles and Options. So JCK recently posted this article online about the evolution of the permanent jewelry trend, which I've talked about on this podcast before when we discuss trends this year. The adaptation of this trend and even the rapidly, quickly being introduced to market changes, new services, new products, they're happening at lightning speed. And JCK believes that this permanent jewelry trend has now actually moved on to a second phase where there are options now like at-home permanent jewelry products and new styles, new add-ons. So it's going to even a new level. This one brand, Ladage, hopefully I'm saying that right, they say their forever locked bracelet is the first permanent bracelet with a clasp that does not require welding or zapping. So customers can select a design and size and then lock it forever in the comfort of their own home. This can be a really great jewelry option for customers who maybe have bracelets at home. They enjoy bracelets, but they just can't be bothered with them because the clasps are difficult. It's not necessarily like the first piece of jewelry that you think to put on. Usually that might be earrings or your favorite rings. So if you have customers who love bracelets or love the idea of bracelets, but but are very like low maintenance jewelry wearers, then maybe this is a good offering for them. Also, having this in an in-store experience really provides a rush and excitement of something that customers can't get online. And as you probably know, with people shopping more and more online, it can start to feel a little bit impersonal behind a screen. There isn't like the touchy-feely aspect of shopping when you are exclusively shopping e-commerce. So this is like definitely a novelty a memorable high touch experience. And then there are these other customers who are op opting for these at home bracelet options that offers them freedom and like the ability and independence to do it themselves. So there's really a lot of interesting stuff happening in this space. 
The other thing that I think is really helping this trend take off is there are super attractive price points. One of the brands mentioned in this article, it said in it like 90 something dollars up to 400 is the average price point. That's a lot more attractive than a lot of other fine jewelry options out there. I realize a lot of these things typically are very delicate. They don't have a lot of embellishment, which is why the price point is lower. But for your typical jewelry consumer, that can really feel like a bargain, especially when you're getting an experience tacked onto it. So my main takeaway is whether or not you like this trend, I think it's doing a great job of making fine jewelry accessible to people who may not have enjoyed wearing it before or like the fuss of it, the clasps, the remembering to put it on when they're really busy or who maybe thought it was just out of reach for them. So it will be interesting to see what else happens in this space. For more information about any of these articles, check out the links in the show notes. I'm so excited to introduce my guest today, Zuzana Bastian. She's the founder of Jebels, which is the first NFT platform dedicated to virtual jewelry and accessories designed by artists from all over the world. The primary purpose of Jevels is to bring virtual jewelry to life through AR and VR technologies. Susanna also provides consulting to jewelry brands that are trying to enter the metaverse. Drawn to fashion, innovation, and the world of NFTs, she's partnered with other experts to bring a state-of-the-art solution to elevate digital fashion and virtual jewelry. If you don't already subscribe to the Joy Joya podcast on YouTube, I highly recommend you check out the video version of this episode since Zuzana and I wear virtual jewelry during our interview. It's super fun. I think you'll like it. Without further ado, here's Zuzana. Hi, Susanna. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Welcome. I'm very excited to have you as a guest today. Hello, Larissa. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm very honored to be with you and talk about Jevels. Yay! So I think the first thing that I really want to know, and I think that the listeners and viewers will want to know, is how did you first become interested in the metaverse? How did you get into this space to begin with? Well, I haven't known the term metaverse until maybe last year, but I have discovered virtual fashion before. And um, it was driven by the wish to bring a sustainable solution for the fashion industry and also an innovative solution, uh, which changes the world, I would say. So um, driven by sustainability, I mean, we are all aware of uh, the huge negative impact the fashion industry has on um, our environment, um, but um, we are not going to stop dressing ourselves, right? Uh, the fashion is helping us to be who we are. It's, it's helping us to be individuals. And uh, so we need to find more sustainable solutions. Uh, so when I discovered virtual fashion end of 2020, I knew this was, this was it because we spent so much time in the virtual space. And um, I mean, me working in a global company, I'm, I'm sometimes sitting in virtual meetings eight hours a day. And uh, 
at that time I was wondering why do I have to dress physically for this? Um, yeah, so um, the 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 first push was not like to to do something in the metaverse. The first push was quite logical to bring an innovative and sustainable solution for the fashion industry. At what point did you realize that this was something you could actually make come true? Like when did it feel real to you? Yeah, so I'm not a fashion expert, but also thanks to my sister, who is also a huge part of Javels, um, we were becoming more and more uh, fashion conscious uh, with regards to sustainability and we started to talk with designers with brands with people who already have some experience with augmented reality virtual reality gaming even and we have seen that um with clothes virtual clothes wearability is not that easy when it comes to augmented reality and augmented reality is really something you can wear in real life, right? Like we are wearing these amazing virtual designs right now. So um, when uh, we have seen what, what is missing by different discussions with, with the uh, key players as well in the industry, um, we knew that we wanted to focus on virtual jewelry because, you know, Michael Kors also said, Jewelry is the exclamation mark of an outfit. And I really, really think that. I mean, imagine my outfit without these earrings. It would be, yeah, well. <laughs> so we knew that we wanted to focus on jewelry because it is just so special. I fully agree with that. I support that idea. <laughs> yeah. So what was the process of launching like? Was there a really big learning curve to get to the point where you are today? Yeah, so as I said, I'm not from the fashion industry. So of course we had to learn everything. We had to learn about the uh, whole fashion industry in general in the real world, but also uh, what is possible in the virtual space with the current technologies. Um, and furthermore, uh, the blockchain and the Web3 space somehow came with it as a, as a logical um decision to it because of course we are working with virtual designs so it makes absolute sense to um tokenize these uh these designs as nfts through the blockchain so we needed to um read a lot to talk to as many people as possible and um yeah and then we really needed to to come and to decide on the on the on the vision and what we wanted to achieve what were some of the challenges that you faced and like maybe still face today yeah we are still getting started so <laughs> there are a lot of challenges and i mean you mentioned how did i enter the metaverse i mean we don't even know if if this is the metaverse what we're experiencing <laughs> yeah. already i i believe that this is still evolving and what we have is some virtual space but for sure not the metaverse you know as i imagine it the the whole interoperability of of all these technologies which are emerging right now um so uh the challenges right now uh and i think 
this is the general challenge of all the people who are uh, active in this space is the interoperability. You cannot take uh, just one file and wear it in, in all of the virtual spaces in general. Uh, that is why we encourage our designers to uh, mint the GLB file so that the owner of the NFT is actually the owner of the design and already right now, but also more and more in the future, he's going to be able to upload the, the file and wear it in any space he goes. But this is not yet possible, but this is where we see the future. And I know you were saying also one thing you want to do is to have, like, if you touch the earrings that you're wearing, mm -hmm. for example, to have them like move as you touch them. So it sounds like there are a lot of features that you're still trying to implement. Yes, of course, because the experience, what we have learned, the people want to have a real experience with their virtual jewelry. So when somebody tries on the earrings, I don't know how, how you reacted when you first saw you wearing your earrings, but most of the people react by touching the earring. And uh, right now it, it doesn't move when I touch it, but of course it, it already reacts quite well right. to my movement, but we really are working on these possibilities, how it can, um, it can, the technology can, can be even better and the experience even more realistic. That's really exciting. I love it. <laughs> so I know that the designers play a huge role in what you've built so far. So I'd love to know more about like how you brought on designers, how that relationship works. Yeah, so we are very lucky that the space is still evolving and designers are very happy about new possibilities, how to bring their designs to customers. And what we say also, we bring virtual jewelry to life. We make it wearable. Um, so the collaborations actually depend on the capabilities of the designers. It's possible that there is a traditional jewelry designer who would like to enter the space, but he doesn't know how. So we connect him to other 3D designers who maybe can help him digitize his uh, designs or uh, recreate the AR, VR wearability. So every collaboration is a little bit different. But our main goal is to make these designs wearable and also to bring the most value to the designers to, to have a, an equitable revenue as well for the designer. So what are some of the benefits that designers can gain by being part of the platform? Yeah, so Javels, actually, I never, never said, but Javels stands for virtual tools. So it's already in the name, we focus on jewelry. So on our platform, you will find jewelry and other fashion accessories, unlike OpenSea, where you can really find everything. Um, so you might get lost. But on our website, on our platform, all designs are also wearable in augmented reality and in future uh, virtual reality. And we bring together this community which supports each other, helps each other. We are active on Discord as well to, to create really um, a movement to bring virtual jewelry to life so that everybody feels included and empowered. 
That's so exciting. It sounds like a really great opportunity for a designer who wants to experiment with like a new material, let's say. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just, yeah, the virtual material can be anything, right? It can be uh, dragon skin. It can be... <laughs> It can be material which cannot even exist in real life. So this yeah. is really exciting. That's fun. <laughs> so what does the consumer get when they make a purchase from Jevils? What does that whole experience entail? Yeah, you experienced it yourself. So maybe I did, yes. <laughs> you would like to talk about your experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can say, well, first I want to also remind the listeners if they're not watching on YouTube, they should watch this on YouTube because they can actually see us wearing our virtual earrings and the ones that I have on right now, I purchased before I even connected with Susanna and I just like, I forget where I heard about Jevils. I think it was in a New York times article maybe. Um, and I was like, I need to check this out. And at first I thought the idea, I wasn't sure about it, but then when I saw the designs, I actually thought they were so cool that it made me want to take a chance on it. And I particularly really liked these earrings that I'm wearing right now. So, um, I already had a, uh, what is it called? One of those wallets where <laughs> you can make that, that transaction. So I went ahead and did it and, um, I had a little bit of trouble, but I reached out to them and they immediately helped me out and it was totally fine. And I was able to get it going. And then I was so excited to use it on zoom. And now I'm, I'm so happy to have these earrings in my collection. So happy to hear that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true that, uh, it might be challenging to connect it. Right. Um, but we are working on it. I mean, as I said, we are just getting started. <laughs> yeah. So what does the customer get? Um, first, when he comes to the website, he can explore all the designs we have by um, many different designers. I think right now we have approximately 20 designers and 50 designs on the website. Um, and um, all designs can be purchased either through, as you said, wallet. So crypto, we... Our system is backed by the Ethereum blockchain. So when you have some Ether in your wallet, it's very easy to purchase it through the wallet. Or we also give the opportunity to buy with credit card, which make, makes it uh, more um, yeah, customer friendly as well, For mostly for those people who don't have um, any crypto experience yet. Um, and actually it's most of our customers who pay with, with PayPal or credit card. So that was really actually the first crypto I ever purchased to buy because oh. I <laughs> had no, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go through the full experience. I need to like understand how this works. So it was all new to me. <laughs> Great. Well, congratulations. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you purchase, you don't just get an AR filter. Um, you know that obviously you get the, the whole file with the design, which is very valuable because then in future you can customize it as well according to your needs and uh, fit, in, fit it on your avatar in the virtual space. So this is really exciting what you can actually do with your own NFT. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are some ways just like from a practical perspective, like are there certain 
tools online that they could use this on? Like how, how can they actually show it off to people? Yeah, so we create our AR filters with the Lens Studio, which comes from the Snap um, company incorporated uh, for Snapchat, because we feel that Snap is really developing uh, their technology uh, day by day. Uh, so this is really exciting to see. Um, and uh, Snap is also very interoperable. So um, you don't just use it for, for Snapchat. You can, of course, record a video and use it for Instagram and other social media as a video to show off to your friends. Uh, but you can also wear it like us on Zoom, Google Meet, MS Teams, um, YouTube as well. I don't know if you've tried it, but live on YouTube. Um, on Discord, so it's really exciting where you can use it. And uh, I really hope, really hope that in future we can wear them in real life uh, when we wear our uh, AR glasses or AR contact lenses, or we can even put them on some people on the street to see how they look on other people, you know? So it's going to be really exciting when AR is going to out go out to the streets. <laughs> That sounds like there are so many possibilities there. It's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I also want to talk about the term, I always say it wrong, digital jewelry. <laughs> I want to talk about what that is and what role does that play in your business model? Yeah, that's a very good question because digital, actually many people don't like the term. I, I love it because it's so great to connect the physical and the digital world. I mean, there are so many opportunities in this space. Um, so for me, digital means having the possibility to wear your virtual jewelry in the real life and also through immersive technologies, augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality in future and so on. Uh, so actually, I have an example with me. Um, these earrings I'm wearing on virtual are actually, they exist in physical as well. So we digitize them and now you can wear them in any room you enter, right? You can wear them in your physical rooms, but also in the virtual meeting rooms. And we even did a fun filter for the Brooklyn um, Fashion Week where you can change the, the color Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> so you can, uh, you can try it. Actually, this filter is um, accessible by anyone. So uh, you just type in Javels and you can find uh, many of our filters uh, on Snapchat um, and try them out. And this is one of them. So this is really fun. I mean, I'm wearing a green t-shirt, so I'm going to wear green. <laughs> if, you so. hold up, if you hold up those the real earring again, at yeah. least on video, you can see the virtual ones almost look nicer and more sparkly and shiny. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> maybe in Absolutely. real life it's different, but at least on this uh, Zoom video, I kind of prefer the virtual earrings. <laughs> Thank you very much. And this is actually where we see the huge potential of virtual experiences you can add an animation I, I mean I can show you other designs we have uh, also with animations uh, like for instance these earrings where we have a eat sign which is rotating 
which is really oh wow fun. yeah so for people listening she's wearing earrings that have like a rotating element in the middle and she's not even moving her head but they're rotating independently so it's like a little mini like dynamic sculpture or something <laughs> oh, this is really really fun and uh uh, what else do I have this is a little bit more extravagant but I really Whoa. like this. and for my gamer avatar I would definitely like to wear this one now she has like a whole headpiece on that has like moving elements and colors that's very cool very elaborate or also for a party I would absolutely wear this one yes I don't great know for an, a like... cool Halloween party maybe <laughs> love it to cover my eyes if I uh, haven't slept well no you can <laughs> definitely These good for the really early cool. morning work meetings where you don't want people to see how late you've been up partying the well, night before so or to feel like uh, the queen of England actually we did this one together with Gary James McQueen and Kevin James um and this crown was born during the platinum Jubilee weekend. It was the first weekend of June in England, uh, over 1 million times, which is, which is great. Oh, that's so we cool. We really see the adoption of, uh, of virtual jewelry. Another example, for instance, these earrings, it's also a free filter everybody can try. Um, it's actually eye rings and I wouldn't be able to wear eye rings in the real life. Um, so, so cool. Yeah. Earrings for your eyes unlimited opportunities uh in this space and it's really exciting but yeah let's go back maybe to digital because it's an exciting term and i think it's a very good entry point for brands who don't yet want to uh, provide an entirely virtual experience maybe for their traditional users um to create an experience with their existing products physical products um, so that they can change colors, as I showed you, they can change sizes or they can personalize it um, in other ways with other uh, animations and so on. So, uh, and I think personalization is going to be a, an important part. I mean, we see it already with Nike sneakers where you can personalize them. So, um, yeah, digital is uh, is a great opportunity for bigger brands who don't yet want to enter the, the virtual only space. I could also see the digital being a great way to like test products too, or yeah. even new colorways or metals so that you're not investing in like actually making the product before you know how the consumers will respond to it. Yeah, and actually, I think there is a survey that showed that uh, by using AR try-ons, there are, I think, 30% of um, less uh, returns in the, in the retail. So this is really good also from the sustainability point of view. And uh, yeah. That's a great point, because I think, you know, after the pandemic, with a shift to more e-commerce and and even, even though people are going back to stores, a lot of retailers aren't keeping the same inventory or the same like range of inventory in stock. So a customer needs to go online to be able to find like the full assortment. And these tools can really help people like try stuff on and 
as you said, avoid returns, which can be really costly, really devastating to like the environment and just, yeah, yeah there's a lot bad about that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah, virtual has a lot of advantages. I mean, it cannot break as well. For instance, it cannot get stolen. So uh, all the disadvantages of real life products, you don't have them with virtual. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other reasons, like let's say there's a, a jewelry brand listening and they just do physical goods right now. What are some other reasons you might tell them to consider getting into virtual goods? Um, I think a very good reason is also to explore um, other populations for their products. I mean, we see that Generation Z is very active on social media. Uh, they don't actually need physical products. They interact with their friends um, all the time via TikTok and Snap and Instagram. So, uh, and this is also where they want to show off their, what they own, uh, right? Because when I have something closed in my house and I, I don't meet my friends in real life only through virtual or um, yeah, virtual channels, I can wear it in real life, but it's not the same experience like when you can really show something virtual, which can move, which can change colors, which is really special. So um, I think uh, younger generations are going to uh, drive this uh, change towards um, more virtual um, experiences and also virtual fashion. Yeah, that's a great point. So what do you imagine for the future of Jebels? Where, where are you hoping to go with this? We have so many plans and we really hope to become the place to go when you want to find jewelry to use in the virtual space. So we really are aiming to collaborate with as many designers and as many brands from all over the world as possible to bring their designs to life and to create amazing experiences for their customers. Um, so um, yeah, it's, uh, there are so many components to this. Um, it's not just NFTs. I mean, we would also like to explore other possibilities, how to wear uh, virtual jewelry without actually having to, to buy the NFT. Uh, and there are also on the blockchain other um, token standards which we could use in future. So um, I think we have to uh, co-develop the technologies with key players um, to uh, build our build on our vision and um, yeah achieve our goals. Well, thank you so much. I loved sharing our like virtual earrings with each other. I loved hearing more about like the whole experience of virtual jewelry. Is there anything else that you would like to share that we didn't talk about today or anything you have coming up on the horizon? Yeah, I think I would just encourage everybody to try it out. Go on Snapchat. And if you don't have Snapchat, download it because it's great. <laughs> and uh Search for Javels, and there you can find many of our um, free filters. And then just, um, yeah, connect with your friends. Um, this way, um, you can show off your virtual jewelry, and it's, it's, really, it's really unique. <laughs>
Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you very much, Larissa. It was really a lot of fun. And thank you very much for your interest. I, I really admire what you do. And it's, uh, it's great to learn from each other. <laughs> what did you think about my interview with Susanna? To learn more about her, you can connect with her on LinkedIn. I'll put the link to her profile in the show notes or visit jevels.com to check out the amazing selection of virtual jewelry there. You can also always email me Larissa, that's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. If you love this podcast, please share it with a friend who'd appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe as well as leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To purchase a signed copy of my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, visit joyjoya.com book for more information. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about working with Joy Joya, visit joyjoya.com, where you can sign up to download our free eBooks about various topics in jewelry marketing.